0: Also, in June, on the 8th and 9th, is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Recover Your Soul, My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast offering inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound positive changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast, as well as offering personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform. Just the desire to do the work and make the changes in our lives. I'm on the path to becoming an ordained minister as I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover our souls. Today in this episode, I wanted to talk about fantasy. And in the last couple episodes, we've been talking about spirituality and some in depth conversations with other people and their spiritual journey. But I wanted to get back to some soul recovery work and some recovery work. And what came for me was the idea of fantasy, and ultimately, insanity. When it was time for me to stop drinking for real, for the second time. I knew what it felt like to feel better sober. And I know I'm not the first person who it has taken multiple, multiple times of sobriety to really decide that never drinking alcohol again is the only choice for happiness. And when I really think about it, and I'm honest with myself as to why it's so easy to slip out of that healthy mind, it comes to fantasy, it comes to the story that I tell myself or that we tell ourselves about why we think that we can't live without whatever the substance or behavior is, and that we continue to have this fantasy of what it would be like. So I was thinking of myself, and I was thinking how when I needed to quit drinking again, I had that piece of myself that thought, well, how how am I not supposed to drink wine with dinner with friends? Or how could I not go to Mexico and have margaritas? And the fantasy is this belief that it's like those movies or the commercials where you see everybody smiling and laughing and we're all just having the best time. And, and it just enlivens our time together and it feels wonderful and you're having your drinks and you're happy and everyone's fun and it's laughing and that's not real. For those of us that overindulge in whatever it is that we overindulge in, we are lying to ourselves. That fantasy is our addict who continues to try to keep us trapped in the prison of addiction and those behaviors. And that the reality was that I would start every single day thinking that I was going to be in the fantasy of having a glass of wine and just kind of chilling out a little bit and and kind of relaxing from the day. And towards the end of my drinking, it wasn't just a glass of wine, as I've said in the past, it was a bottle of wine or more than a bottle of wine or drinks or beers or whatever it was. And I wasn't remembering and I was blacking out and I was uh, bitchy and very not pleasant to be around. And I was controlling and that fantasy of everybody having a great time and us all getting along went right out the fucking toilet into bitching and fighting and complaining and crying and being upset. And that was reality. And as I remember this, I get a little bit emotional. Because it's easy to forget in the life that I have now where there's there isn't that kind of chaos and that drama. But that was my life. And that was real. And yet, that fantasy was so, so strong. And I'd had sobriety before. I had had three and a half years. And in that three and a half years, I had felt peace, I had felt happiness. And addiction is vicious. And we know that we will be better. And yet, we continue to eat sugar. We continue to have foods that are not good for us. We continue to spend money that we don't have. We continue to have substances or watch porn or shop on the internet or drink. There's so many ways for all of us to do these behaviors that that we don't feel we have control over when it's happening. And here I am three years later, and it's easy to not drink alcohol at this point in my life. Not that it doesn't come and the fantasy doesn't sneak up on me as this, the same fantasy that says, oh, you could have a margarita with the salted rim and the taste of it. And you'd feel that euphoric feeling and it would be so fun. And then I remember the number of times at restaurants with my husband and my kids where it all started out fun. And by the end of the meal, I'm sure everyone was embarrassed at our table. Just the bickering and the fighting and the, the kids acting out and us being upset with them. And oh my gosh, how embarrassing. But that fantasy can get in the way in so many ways in our life. It's not just that addiction, it's so easy for us to forget to do the work to be in our lives, because we think that something else, some other dream is going to be what finds us happiness. Or that we can't stop doing something because of the fantasy of what we think that it's doing for us. And I recently was talking to a friend who is trying sobriety again. And I loved that she said, I'm over the fantasy. And I really hope that that's true for her. But we each have our own journey, and our own way of finding recovery and soul recovery and physical recovery from addictions. And I think that we tell ourselves that pot is what makes us relaxed. And the truth is, it's numbing us out like crazy. And it has stopped being medicine. If you were using it for medicine a long time ago. And the happiness is right there, right on the other side of the fantasy. And it's about being real with what is in your life, about being willing to take responsibility for your actions for how you relate to people for what your part is and how things work in your life. The only way to change the world is to begin by changing yourself. And those fantasies were persuasive to me in so many ways. While I was in my active addiction, I had a whole fantasy about what kind of marriage I wanted, what kind of spouse I wanted. And for I've been married for 26 years, we've been together for 28 years. And for 15 of those years, I had one foot out the door, one foot that was so unhappy that I hadn't, I didn't have my fantasy. I had this belief that my life should look different, that my husband should, should behave differently, like the storybook fairy and fairy tales that tell us that you meet Prince Charming and, and everything works out and you live happily ever after. Well, the interesting thing is, if you look at my life, you would say that on some level, I have a fairy tale life. I had parents who loved me. I got an education at a very young age. When I was 22, I bought a home. I found my my mate um, easily and somebody who was kind to me and loved me when I was 22. I very easily got pregnant with two healthy, great kids. We had jobs. We've never been homeless. There was always food on the table. My kids are healthy, strong young men, I'm still married, I still live in the same house that I bought when I was 22. That's a fairy tale. But if you were to ask me, in those years, if I had a good life, I was so caught up in what I didn't have. And the fairy tale that I thought was supposed to be mine that I couldn't see the beauty that was right in front of me. And I used alcohol to cover that up. I used drinking as a way to try to live in the fantasy. And in the end, that's insanity, right? The definition of insanity being that you have the same behavior over and over and over expecting different results. So you continue to to do whatever it is that you think that you're doing that you think is going to make you happy or is you think is going to numb you out or you think is going to solve the problem and none of it is doing that, but you keep doing the same thing. So then what happens? It has to implode at some point. At some point, you either learn to live with the suffering and the unhappiness or it is so unbearable that you're willing to do whatever the work is, to make changes. And that's the beauty of recovery. That's the beauty of the 12 steps is the 12 steps provides you a place where you are so up against the wall that you you're hurting so badly, whether you've had an major implosion that includes law and um, divorce and loss of everything that you ever had. Or someone like me who got to maintain my level of fairy tale, but my insides were dead. My marriage was in shambles. I inside was in shambles. That you're willing to do whatever it takes to do the internal work to make the changes and to stop the behaviors that you continue to fantasize about. And we fantasize about relationships about how the other person should be about who we think that we are, and how we would be happy only if it was like x, or like we think it looks like in the movies, or we think that our friends relationships are like and the truth is, anybody who really speaks honestly about what their life is, nobody's life is easy. We have a fantasy about what our job should be, that we should have a better job, that we should be more appreciated for the work that we do, that we should be paid more for the work that we do. That if we only lived at the beach in Hawaii, which is one of my fantasies, that everything would be okay, that our lives would be magical, we'd be at the beach every day. That if only our friends would show up for us in the way that we wanted. That if only our body looked a certain way, And all of these things continue to be fantasies that eat away and erode at the potential of our lives right this minute. And when I look back on those years leading up to this time of recovery, every time I poured an alcoholic drink, I thought I would behave differently. I thought I would behave differently. And that's not true. That's not how that worked out. I'm not one of those people that would yell and scream and make a big scene and fall down. But I changed when I drank. And there's this another side of me that's partially inappropriate, that would talk about inappropriate things that kind of liked to see people surprised at the things that I said, which now if I think about is incredibly embarrassing, I saw the fantasy so clearly that my life was not meeting that fantasy that I was nitpicky and would complain about and point out and try to control what I thought was not going the way that it should be. I was self-righteous. And there was plenty of fun times. I'm There's absolutely no doubt. But there was plenty of fun times that ended up with throwing up all over the place and feeling like complete hammered shit the next day, or for a full week. So the fantasy is that those fun times were worth it. But now that I've been in recovery, I can go and do those same things without being completely hammered, and still have a great time. So the fantasy is that I couldn't have fun without the alcohol to make it fun for me. And I've I've met people and had lots of conversations with people now that I have a more clear head that you see people who have the life that you would look at and think, well, it looks like you have everything that A, you need to be safe and healthy and B, that you could ever want And those people are still not happy because they're living in the fantasy in the insanity that something else is going to provide them with happiness that they want something else outside of them to be different to be the fantasy and without that, they're not happy. So what is it in soul recovery that makes the change in recovery in the 12 step recovery that makes the change? And it happens when you stop lying to yourself, when you stop thinking that the fantasy and that you don't have to change becomes the way that you put your number one priority. That your number one priority becomes truth instead of falsity. And the truth is that we have absolute responsibility for our own happiness. The truth is that If you're somebody who continues to play with how much you're drinking and that the fantasy is that you cannot quit and not have any because you don't believe that you would be able to have fun or be relaxed or have a good time or be with friends without it, then you're not being honest with yourself. If it becomes a problem for you and it is interrupting your life in any shape or form, you are living in the fantasy. And that's true for any of the addictive substances or behaviors, food, shopping, internet, TV, all of those things become these uncontrollable obsessions. And they take us over. And they make us think that we have to have them. But we have control. How do we have control? You start leaning on a higher power, you take the piece of yourself that thinks that you're in charge, that your ego is the one that needs to be filled to be happy that you have to be in the fantasy to survive, and you change your paradigm. And you connect to that inner source that's inside each and every single one of us. That is our true self, that is the healthy self, the real self that knows that the fantasy is actually addiction. And that the insanity is that we continue to do the same things over and over. And our true self, our real self is the self that's connected to our spirit, to God, to whatever your higher power is. And that we don't have to give control to the fantasy that we can look deeply at our own lives and have the willingness to see what is real. And some of what is real is hard. And some of what is real is painful. And some of what is real needs to change. Circumstances, relationships. But those people around us are not going to change. But we want them to. We have to do the change within ourselves. We have to be willing to take a look at how we react to people. How we are in a situation. How we intercept what's happening in our lives and how we move it around to either believe that it is good or it is not. Is it the fantasy or is it reality? And when I took a step back and I stopped thinking that I needed to use alcohol to be in that fantasy, first of all, I got that toxin out of my body and my mind cleared up and the substance stopped controlling me. And I did the work of the 12 steps and of spirituality to give me the strength to find an ability to stop it and not let it control me. And it's not about self will. It's about utilizing the tools. I can't tell you how many times I said I was going to cut back or just drink on the weekends or just drink with friends. And I'll never forget one of the times when the kids were little that we were just drinking on the weekends that we weren't going to drink during the week, that that was our way of modifying. So the weekend came, it was the parade of lights here in Louisville and my kids were little and as soon as it was Friday and the parade of lights was coming, the party was happening. And my fantasy was that we were going to have fun downtown watching the parade. And we had our thermos filled with alcohol. And that night ended with me laying on the floor of my bathroom, so sick and my husband lying to my children that mommy didn't feel good. That fantasy is not about a family having a great time down for the holidays. That fantasy is an alcoholic mom laying on the bathroom floor. That's real. So we have to utilize the tools that are offered to us, that people have done over and over and over to figure out how to be in our lives How to be present in the moment of who we are right now, doing nothing but taking responsibility for our own selves. And that means that other people are not going to show up the way that you want them to show up. But you learn how to lean on your higher power and on yourself and to see people for who they really are. And the beauty of who that is, instead of only wanting the fantasy. And when I stepped into my marriage 100% and put both feet on the floor and said, I'm here, something changed. When I decided that I didn't need to change him to be my fantasy, there was an incredible man standing there that I hadn't been able to see. And neither one of us are perfect. And we still don't do everything right. But the kindness that we have for each other is incredibly different because we're not living in a land where we want the other person to be different. And I'm grateful for that. I'm lucky. That's not always the case. Sometimes you're looking at a situation where when you stand and you're out of the fantasy of what you think that the potential of your mate is, and you realize not only is that person, not that person, but they can't be that person for you. And you have to walk away. Those are hard choices. But to be able to be in a life that is yours, that is real and true and connected to who you are in your heart and not trying to every day think that your life is going to be something that it isn't and then being disappointed and then being resentful and then being mad and then taking it out on all the people around you. We have this ability to be fully conscious and to take responsibility for the lives that are uniquely our own and not live in a fantasy. What is your responsibility? What is your part of the situation? What is it in your life that you are continually looking and seeing that you want it to be either the fix If only this was happening, then I would be happy. Or what is it that you continue to do as a behavior that is detrimental to you over and over and over because you still believe that that fantasy is in your head that it's going to be different this time or that I can't live without it? Is that true? And do you want a life that is full and healthy enough to make those changes for yourself. Knowing full well that nothing may change around you, but if you change, you will be surprised at how differently you see it and how the inspiration of who you are does make changes. My relationship with my husband is so night and day from where it was and I have to take 100% responsibility for my piece of it. Do I think he's changed as well? Yeah, I totally think he's changed as well. But this is not me going into the therapy session that we used to go to where all I did was spend the 45 minutes talking about all the stuff that he needed to do different. This is about me looking at me, that every time I'm triggered, every time something affects me, I think to myself, Wow, what's that about for me? What can, how can I see that different? How can I learn differently from that? Why is that hurting me so much? Instead of the fantasy being, if he would only be different, then I would be happy. Stopping drinking was the greatest thing that I did. And I don't miss it. You know, you see on TV people clinking champagne and, and maybe alcohol is not a problem for you. Maybe you don't, maybe you're one of the lucky people that doesn't have a substance or a behavior that is is addictive. But we all have fantasies in our lives that we continue to have these behaviors or have these beliefs about things that are destructive to us until we're willing to make the change. And I couldn't be more grateful for the fact that my life actually is what I was dreaming of All those years, but I was too lost to see it. I was too lost to see it. And now I'm just trying to catch up. I don't want to waste a single day. I want to be awake every single day. So take a look at your fantasies. Take a look at what you're wanting to be different or thinking if something else would change or that fantasy existed that you would be happy. I bet there's something. That could be helpful in recovering your soul. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website, RecoverYourSoul.net, where you can find out more about Rachel, book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive updates. We hope that you will follow us on Instagram and Facebook and become part of our transformation community. If you'd like to support the production of this podcast, we'd love for you to visit the website and donate on the homepage. Thank you.